0: You have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to go above and beyond for your clients. And you have to be willing to sacrifice so much
1: of your time in your life. This is the 20 at 20 podcast, where I, Bryce Betzer, host, have 20-minute conversations with industry leaders about what advice they would give their 20-year-old selves. Yo, welcome to episode number 8 of the 20 at 20 podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. I really appreciate it. I'm getting a lot of great feedback and... Even uh, recently got tagged in a video on Facebook by Jason Silva, someone listening to it in the car, so that that was really cool. I appreciate that, and the listens are consistent, and, and it means a lot to me, and I'm having a lot of fun with this. Uh, this episode should be another great episode, this time with the owner of a limousine company. It's Elegant Image Limousine. On the other line, I have Derek Stafford. Derek, how's it going?
0: It's going well, Bryce. Thanks for having me on.
1: Could you just give an idea for now, um, where is your business located and what do you guys specialize in?
0: Sure, absolutely. So my business is located in Morro Bay, California. If you're not too familiar where that is, it's roughly about halfway between San Francisco and halfway between Los Angeles, right on the coast, Little Beach Community Town. And our primary uh, business that we do is wine tours.
1: And how long have you been running that business?
0: I've actually been running this business since uh, 2013. Um I took ownership of this company back in 2014. So, a little over 6 years now.
1: As the owner, what does your day-to-day look like? Are you getting up and instantly washing and driving them or I mean, I know you have employees. So, could you just what operational things are you focusing on?
0: Probably I would say just on on any given day, it really just depends on what the uh, workload is, what events we have going on and time of year. But uh, majority on a, uh, any given day for me, for my routine is uh, I get up and I immediately have a cup of coffee uh, in the morning just to get my mind uh, woken up and going and then um, straight into answering emails through through the, what came through, through the nighttime, uh, you know, getting back on phone call messages and stuff, going through, making sure everything in our dispatch grid has been dispatched and set to chauffeurs, uh, confirmations are sent, everything is set for rides for the day and uh, getting into the day portion of my morning. That's uh, how I would start the day starting out there basically pretty much that's my day in and day out seven days a week
1: and seven days a week it definitely is derek and i used to travel around racing and i remember vividly times when we're in orlando florida and we're uh maybe at Disney world downtown and he's at dinner and having a nice time. And then I don't know where you just hear. Thank you for calling elegant image. Limousine. This is Derek. How can I help you? And he's (laughs) always working and and I definitely appreciate that. And it's been cool to see you work up through the business and then grow the business as well, which we'll get into. But for now, I want to go back to 2003 when you were 20. Um, What were you doing? And do you have any idea of what kind of goals you had at the time where you thought you would maybe end up?
0: Sure. So that's uh. (laughs) seems like that was a lifetime ago. Uh, uh, 2003, I was uh, going to school at Cal Poly. Um, At the time, I was studying uh, kinesiology. I actually wanted to be a uh, sports nutrition um, trainer for professional athletes, uh, sports teams. I really wanted to do it on the NFL side with football. That was kind of my My goal uh, in time for what I wanted to do, Um, as far as the job goes, I was actually working um, at a place called Audio Video City in San Luis Obispo. I was a a lead technician uh, installing TVs, programming remotes, doing basically home theater and home audio, um, doing all that fun stuff uh, for it. So that was where I was basically spending the majority of my time, between school, um, trying to have a personal life at that time, and uh, working. That's that took up all
1: my time. Kinesiology is a pretty far uh, change from having a limo company. <laughs> how, did, how did you transition into that? When, what was that timeline like?
0: So the timeline for that, uh, this, ha- this was back in 2005. Um, I was with a buddy at the time, and we were headed down uh, to the Pismo Beach, going to the dunes to actually pick up his truck that broke down the night before. And um, we were driving by, and we saw a limousine. Uh, we passed a limousine going down the freeway and it just kind of automatically just hooked me. Um, guy was dressed nice. Um, you know, I was working more of the lines of a backbreaking job and I wanted to do something that wasn't so labor intensive, I would say, and do something that would get out and meet people. And it seemed like it would be a pretty cool job. So that's where that spark, uh, initially started. Um, back in uh, 2004, 2005.
1: I can't believe that you just saw one driving by. That That's a great story. And so did you, <laughs> I mean, obviously you don't just buy a limo company at this point. It's, you're a student and, and working a manual labor job. Uh, did you start as a driver or cleaner? What, what did you do? So
0: actually how I started, uh, my buddy and I at the time, we were both going to college. Uh, we both we both were pretty good with saving money, um, over, over our years of working and time. And we both had a little bit of money saved up and we actually purchased our first, uh, limousine. We actually bought a limousine without having a business, not knowing anything, probably one of the most dumbest things to do, but we did it. Um, got by on our first year, just based off of friends, family, um, you know, anyone, fraternities, sororities, anyone looking to go from point A to point B to have a good time in a party—that's basically what we did. Uh, we didn't even have a website, didn't have a lick of advertisement. I mean, it was—I mean, I don't even know how we made it that first year. It was—it was definitely set to fail, but it didn't. <laughs> so
1: crazy. And so you, did you finance the limo or I'm still trying to wrap my head around you guys just bought a limo and thought I'm going to work this out. (laughs) And
0: yes. So for the financing part we did, you can get a, you can actually get a limousine just like you can with a car loan. Uh, You go into a place uh, you would basically same, same lines as getting a car loan uh, for it. You would have to show proof of income, you know, show you can make payments on it. And then they basically set you up on a six year term uh, for it. For the car payment, I believe the car payment at that time was about twelve hundred bucks, and uh, our commercial insurance was about five hundred a buck, uh, five hundred dollars a month on it. So, let alone right there, we had to make uh, without putting fuel in the car or anything at all. You know, seventeen hundred dollars uh, a month, literally. That's what we had to had to bring in to to do that. So, uh, luckily, we we're able to do that. Uh, our
1: first year. And was that your first business or have you done something before? I mean, that's a that's a pretty big leap that a lot of people, I think, would definitely be nervous to do.
0: That was. That was my first business there uh, for it. Um, once after the first year, we were both able to grasp and understand the business, understand what we needed to do. Um, we got a website going. This was back when they still had phone books, um, <laughs> still advertising in phone books. So we had some ads going in for some phone books and then instantly we started seeing business come through once we caught that marketing year with the phone books. Um, So we started, that's when that process started growing one, two, three, four, five cars uh, on that Um, going even in through uh, the recession of 2008 and 2009. We actually grew through that time as well uh, for, we were both very hands-on, very eager uh, just very driven to to succeed uh, during that time, all while, all while still going to school as well.
1: That's so impressive for sure. So you survived the recession, it sounds like. When did... But this, this business is an elegant image, right? So what happened there? Did the, the business dissolve or what happened? No,
0: no. This was actually a, a business called California Limousine. My uh, business partner and I at the time, uh, right around 2011, 2012, um, he's he, he had some personal issues, uh, going on and it started affecting business, um, on there as far as everything goes. And I had an opportunity to, uh, sell my portion out to get out of the business, um, on there. And that's what I did it, uh, 2012. I sold the business or sold my portion of the business to get out. And, uh, I told myself I would never get back in this business again. It's very demanding 24, seven, 365 job, um, you know, at the time after I, uh, I got out of the business in 2012, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up getting a job at a bike shop, uh, Art Cyclery, working there. And that's what I did just to kind of fill my time and figure out what I wanted to do um, as far as a career goes uh, at that point. So that's what brought me up into that. And...
1: So what size was the business when you sold it in terms of fleet size compared to the, the size that you have today? As far as fleet
0: size go, uh, we were at a nine-car fleet. We actually had one car down in the Santa Barbara market as well uh, down there. So we were, ten, we were 10 cars total. We had nine cars in our San Luis Obispo operation, and we had one car down in our Santa Barbara uh, operation that we had going. So had a, a total of 10 uh, from where we are. As far as uh, size where I'm at today, um, I buy and sell a lot of cars. I'm very up on trends and what's going on. So, The biggest I was at at one point was uh, 2017. I was at a 15-car fleet, and I'm actually down to a size 11 uh, this year for it. After going back through, looking at numbers and dissecting every little thing on where I can trim the fat, as I like to say, um, and that's basically what I did, um, this last year is trim the fat just to be as profitable and as successful as I can for the size of the fleet that I have, uh, for it. So we run, uh, an 11, 11 car fleet today, and, uh, that's probably where we're going to stay at, uh, for a while. Um, just looking at, uh, you know, diagrams and going through all that fun stuff. That's basically what seems to be the, the magic number for this area.
1: Sounds like you're optimized, and it's a beautiful area there in, in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and but it, it still is probably a pretty small market compared to um, a, a bigger city, San Francisco or San Diego or something, so it sounds like you're right at the optimized number. What um, When you started, like you, you buy the one limo, did you have any mentor in the industry, or did you know anyone, um, even in the business world, that was able to help you and push you along or even make the jump or
0: I did, actually. I had um, my boss at the time, his name was uh, James James Schillinger, and he was the boss, uh, he was the owner of Audio Video City, and he was very, very good. He was a very people person, always willing to engage, and he would always talk to me and just say, this is how you greet a client. This is how you greet a customer. If there's a situation that happens on there, we need to clean it up. We need to make sure we do the right thing uh, for it. So that's where I'm I I initially saw the business side on how to interact with people um, on a business level side for it. So he was um, a really great mentor, Um, you know, looking back now um, at it, he, you know, gave me a lot of great guidance, um, you know, through the years. And also uh, my grandpa too, growing up, I watched some of the same things too uh, with him just in um, everyday life, just on how you would interact with people and, um, you know, talk to them in the business side, um, you know, really, really put a, you know, strong, strong hold on me on just to how to set my life
1: for it. What about today? You've been running Elegant Image for quite a few years now and have probably established yourself as the expert in the industry, especially in that area. Are you, do you have mentors still guiding you along or are you being more the the mentor now? Where do you sit on that?
0: I do actually. Um, I would say probably I have even more now (laughs) than I did back then. Um, I'm part of a uh, inner circle mastermind group where we have uh, six other operators from around the country, all different size companies. They all do different things from corporate transportation work, wedding work. um, You know, some are very tourist uh, driven seasons where it's just doing like ski stuff. I mean, really... Really, just all these different types of um, different types of the business on there uh, for it. So that that's part of a group I am, and then also um, I have a mentor by the name of uh, Bill Faith, um, who's been in the industry. He really pushes me and drives me on, uh, you know, data-driven goals. Um, you know, how to be a better person in the business, how to be a better boss in the business um, for it. So those would be basically my mentors uh, right there that I have. And we have uh, pretty much, I would say, uh, you know, not a daily, but a weekly, um, you know, weekly conversation uh, between amongst everyone and just to see how everyone's going and doing and how we can, uh, how we can better, you know, each other um, inside the group.
1: I love that. I think it's easy to think that once you get to a certain level or something that maybe you've learned what you need to learn, but you've definitely shown that there's always things to learn. And, and I know that you do. Um, it seems like you're, you're trying to learn as many aspects as you can when it comes to the marketing side or, or the website side. And I know you've been going to a lot of conferences and, and stuff. So do you find um, value out of those conferences when it comes to networking or is it the knowledge or what, what do you what do you seem to get out of those conferences?
0: Absolutely. I would say probably over the years as the more and more I get into business side, I realize that there are so many different avenues that you can learn um, outside. Um, Part of last year uh, alone and this year, I've been really getting into the um, mini chat, which is, um, you know, different stuff inside that they can do. But I've been really getting into their conferences where I've been learning how to do AI uh, components to apply in the business. Um, you know, meeting with uh, top liberal, top level marketers like Ryan Dice, um, you know, hearing people like Gary Vanderchuck speak live, you know, all that stuff has just been really helping me in, in my eyes have been helping me, you know, drive the business and, you know, just take a step back from looking uh, inside the day to day, but hearing other people and their businesses and how they do it on a bigger scale uh, for it, how to be, you know, how to be better and to be even bigger than where you are now.
1: So just to clarify, when Derek's talking about AI, he's talking about chatbots. If you um, have been on a lot of websites, you'll maybe see the little thing in the bottom right pop up with like how may I help you or something uh, Derek uh, has one of the best that I've seen I think if you go to elegantimagelimos.com and uh, you could test out and see what it's like to price a wine tour or uh, a trip downtown or something um, I definitely encourage you to look at that if you're a marketer or just interested in the, the chatbot side of things that's something that Derek's been really excited about and kind of sharing with me which excites me and we're going to go to a conference later ne- early next year so I'm excited to learn about that A more back to the operations side side of things uh how many employees do you have today sure so we have uh let's see here 18 no no sorry
0: 19 employees uh that we have here uh 15 of them would be chauffeurs i have two uh off i have an assistant and i have an office staff that comes and helps me out here and there uh detail people uh, we have two of those and then um pretty much that's pretty much that's the the ship here (laughs) it's uh it's not very big, but it's, uh, you know, it's a decent size, um, decent size business uh, for it. Like I said, I try to optimize as much as I can uh, for it just so I make sure, you know, every dollar is going to the right place just to maximize, you know, the most uh, that I can for it. So just uh, seeing people that are two times, three times, four times the size of, you know, of me where they're at in, you know, seeing their struggles that they have and let alone just headaches of simple fact of making payroll because you're so big, um, on there just gets a, you you can see the the weight on their shoulders. So it's really just trying to find that, that little niche market, um, you know, where you're at and size that's going to be, you know, best for you. Um, you know, if you would ask me, you know, two years ago, how big I wanted to get, I said, I wanted to be a 50 car fleet, but you asked me the same question today and I'm going to tell you complete opposite. Um, you know, I lean very heavily on my, uh, affiliate network that I have. So basically an affiliate network is other companies that work well that we've vetted, tested, you know, have all the background information, um, on them. And we work with them to farm out trips, uh, to them. So I have a big, big, uh, trust with, um, you know, affiliates all over the United States and as well uh, locally, to help grow the business um, on there, so they, you know, they help me out tremendously when we have trips coming in, or vice versa. If they can't cover a trip, we work together as one uh, for it. So we're able to we're able to be a bigger company that way, which is, you know, kind of a nice thing.
1: That's nice for sure. I, I definitely don't think uh, 19 employees is nothing to scoff at, though. It's a that's a great size and and plenty of uh, people that you're helping. Um, employ in that area is, is great. And did you always find yourself that you seem like a leader when you're when you're in college? At that time, maybe a group project, taking over more roles, or um, when you when you're working younger, did you think that you'd be able to run a twenty person organization, or did that something that came later in life?
0: I would definitely say when I was younger, I, it, it was complete opposite. Um, I wasn't the person to go out and you know be the leader. I was the person it was always in the back being quiet. Um, you know, later on in life, that, (laughs) that definitely changed uh, as I matured. And, you know, as I got older, um, I think more or less, uh, you know, just getting that confidence. So the first time, you know, whether it's, you know, doing your first, your first project or your first goal, your first presentation, um, on there, you just have to, you know, put the time in, practice it, um, you know, for, and that's exactly what I did is just, you know, not be afraid to fail, and be afraid or, you know, not be afraid to fail, but, you know, be open-minded, listen to people and just, you know, go out on a whim uh, out there. And that's exactly what I did, you know, when I was younger uh, for it. Some of the stuff, you know, I probably shouldn't have done (laughs) looking back, but, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, it all worked out for the best. uh, That's for sure.
1: Definitely. Mistakes are going to be a part of the process, and there's no way to know that had you not made those mistakes, you probably wouldn't be where you are today. So there's nothing wrong with that. If We we could go back to 2004 when you you first buy your car, uh, the first limousine. What's some advice that you think could have benefited you um, that you know today if you saw someone maybe blindly just jump into the business? Is there something that you really wish you knew? Some of the things
0: I would say that I wish I knew uh – you know back then um that you have to be willing to put in the work you have to be willing to go above and beyond for your clients and you have to be willing to sacrifice so much of your time and your life um to be able to be successful in this business um you know for instance if your friends are going out to a club or going out partying that night and you have to work or you have to get back a proposal or a quote or something like that. That's something that uh you know is very time sensitive nowadays. Um as the years go on more and more, I realize that speed is is the key for business. Uh the quicker you can get back to a client to answer answer their question and come up with a solution with that, the better off and the more likely you're going to be to gain that client's trust for life. And that's one thing that I take to heart pretty much every single day when I'm doing my job here is I try to help out a client, even if it's just a simple trip to the airport or if it's a $10,000 wedding, whatever the case may be. I take each one and I try to help them out the best that I can. So not only do I have a client, but I have a client for life
1: building clients for life. That's a, that's a model that, that definitely will compound and compound and continue to grow the business. So that makes complete sense. And when you say the speed, is that just, um, like if someone, someone emails you on a Saturday night, uh, not, not waiting till Monday to reply, just making sure that time you you get them the reply Or, or what, what, what could you elaborate on for speed?
0: Exactly. So for speed, what I mean is, is exactly is exactly what you just said. Um, if someone's emailing you on a Saturday night, not waiting till Monday, not waiting till Tuesday uh, to do that client. I, I value it just as your time. Your time is very valuable for what you do. Your client's time is very valuable. The quicker you can come up with a solution to their, you know, uh, come up with a solution to their, to their question on there, the quicker you're going to get that answer. Um, on there, and that's just one thing that I I really take to heart, um, you know, every day on there. And you know, I'm not. You have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to go above and beyond for your clients, and you have to be willing to sacrifice so much of your time in your life. Saying, you know, we win every little thing, or we win every single job that we do out there for it, but we do have the clients that are willing to that appreciate that and that understand you know that appreciate our our goals and their goals as well
1: so i'm gonna split up uh the i guess the the main question of the podcast what advice would you give a a your twenty-year-old self into a few different things. I, I want to um, first ask. So let's say someone um, is in college and they want to be a, a limo driver or or in the service industry while they're while they're in school. What advice would you give someone if they were to to come into Elegant Image to either um, stand out to get the job or even to succeed when they're on the job?
0: Sure. So if a college, if a twenty-year-old a and a college student were to come in and to apply for a job. Um, you know, on there, I would, uh, you know, advice I would give them is just to be willing to go above and beyond, um, you know, for what your boss, you know, asks for, um, be, be humble, be willing to work the oddball hours, uh, for one, this business, uh, definitely revolves around a lot of late nights, early mornings, uh, on there for it. So it's not your typical nine to five job. If you're able to help your boss and to be the best person you can uh, on there for it, that'll go a long way, uh, especially with someone with me. Um, you know, I have, I have chauffeurs that will drop, you know, will drop anything what they're doing to come in and, you know, take a trip on there. And to me, that goes a long way uh, on there. It, it knows I have a, uh, shows me that I have a good, good quality employee uh, for it that's willing to, you know, that's willing to provide for their family and be, and also willing to, you know, help out the company as well.
1: It's definitely a team, and, and at that smaller size, you you have to. Uh, give and take so on your side you're going to always do things for them to, to try to make it easier but then they also have to do the same and, and there's no way to really fall through the cracks but on the other hand I, I want to ask so if someone maybe they have a little bit of money to get um, a limo or two and they want they're interested in getting into this industry what um, what advice would you give them as someone that's just budding into the, get in the industry and they they really like it but they're not uh, they're not experienced on the business side of things
0: uh, what I would recommend doing is, is uh, going to trade shows, uh, starting out, really going in there and, you know, learning the business, going to the classes on there and get involved with um, your local uh, chamber of commerce So you can learn, you know, meet people, meet people in, you know, different business levels on there. And to be successful, I would go to your biggest, biggest competitor uh, in your market there introduce yourself and be willing to help them out on any trips for farming out trips on there. Um, that right there will help out a ton. If, uh, you know, there was say, for instance, uh, a gentleman bought a brand new, you know, or slightly used Mercedes sprinter, uh, limousine came up and said, Hey, I'm getting into it here. Uh, you know, for myself, you know, I could easily use someone to, you know, to fill that, um, on there and, you know, help guide them, um, as well.
1: That's an uh, interesting perspective for sure because I, I think naturally you 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 think that those are your competitors and you, and you're gonna you're gonna crush them and, and do better or whatever. But it sounds like you could actually there there's enough pie for everyone to to get a slice of. You just it's it's gonna be better to to have a, a professional relationship and possibly even trade out some work. To, uh, that is that where you you're going with?
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely on here. Uh, basically, you know the key to the key to success is you know helping everybody out there. The more the more people you can help out, you know, in this world, the more people you can help out in this business world, you know, the better off you're going to be uh, in the long run, for it. So, for for myself, I try to help out, you know, as many people as I can, you know, make the recommendations, you know, farm out trips to other competitors that I know that uh, that I know that have vehicles available um, on there for it. Um, you know, your your competitors will appreciate that um, as well, you know, long term.
1: Great. Well. Ep- eight episodes in and I, and I haven't really gotten that perspective yet. So I do appreciate it. And that's something that, that actually does make a lot of sense and it is really exciting for me. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's a great place to end the episode out on. Uh, Thanks so much for leaving plenty of value. And, and I do appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Uh, Is there anything that you'd like to leave on and then where could people contact you? Sure.
0: Uh, Leaving on, I would say is just, uh, you know, have a good mindset, um, uh, when you're coming out in for business, and just be willing to go above and beyond. You know that right there will will definitely help you uh, in the business world on there long term for it. And you can contact me uh, Instagram uh, dstaff200 or Facebook uh, at Derek Stafford.
1: Great. And if anyone's interested in uh, touring the Central Coast, definitely go to ElegantImageLimos.com. I really appreciate you listening and. Make sure you listen for the next episode next Tuesday. Peace.